Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. We have an amazing broadcast lined up. Our dear friends from Honduras are going to be joining us once again. Brian and Kathy Gray are going to be online with us. Actually, they're on standby right now. Um, And I want to get into this interview because I received something from Brian last night. And I thought, you know, we really haven't tread in this area too much, and yet it is quite dystopian, I guess, or dystopian in its um, in its bringing forth of what's happening in the world of technology today. And Brian shared some things. I thought, man, we need to get that information out to the body of Christ and to our listeners. And so in just a moment, I'm going to bring Brian into the broadcast. We're going to release him to speak what God has put in his heart many, many years ago about this particular issue of transhumanism and so much more and how it's connecting to what's happening today. And just before we get into that interview, I've got a few things I want to share with you. Um, Number one, um, today, as you know, is Yom Kippur, or we know that as the Day of Atonement. For believers around the world who have received the atonement, the shedding of the blood of Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus the Christ, We are celebrating a finished work. We are remembering what has already been accomplished on our behalf, and we rejoice and we praise God that the atonement has been made once for all at the end of the world 2,000 years ago when Yeshua came to fulfill and to put away all that was against the people of God. And I pray today that you have spent the last few days 
with a little introspection, a little inward examination of the condition of your heart. I know we have certainly been attempting to do so. And I wanted to just open up today's broadcast with Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12, because it's definitely an introspective word. And I just want to bring this out. Hebrews 12, 14 says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, there's the introspective word right there, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. How important is it on this day of Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement to make sure that we've examined our heart to make sure that there is no root of bitterness that has sprung up to trouble you and I in our walk with the Lord, whereby many, not a few, but many will be defiled. And then he goes on to say, lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright, for you know how that afterward when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance though he, he sought it carefully with tears. All right, so this is the introspective word. Listen, like a small root that grows into a great tree, I've seen it happen many times, especially on our acres, where just a little tiny root, it grows into a big, big tree. It's true. Bitterness springs up in our hearts and overshadows even our deepest Christian relationships. Bitterness comes when we allow disappointment to grow into resentment or when we nurse grudges over past hurts. Bitterness brings with it jealousy, dissension, and immorality. When the Holy Spirit fills our lives, however, he can heal the hurt and causes the, the hurt that causes the bitterness. So, Holy Spirit, you're the healer. You're the Redeemer. Thank you for comforting. Thank you for bringing light and truth. And so that each and every one of your saints, your children upon this earth will not be defiled by a bitter root. We know it's coming. We know that many, that is the majority, will be defiled by a root of bitterness, disappointment. And that usually comes through offense or unforgiveness at any time in our lives. We may have nursed it for 40 years, 30 years, 50 years. Who knows? how deep the root of bitterness goes. But in this day of atonement, let us pray. Holy Spirit would take an ax to the root of the bitter tree that produces the bitter fruit in our lives so that we could get on with serving God acceptably and with godly reverence. So having said that today, I'm going to read an article that came from our friend, and this is what I'm going to turn loose and introduce Brian Gray, our missionary from Honduras, to speak into this because Brian, I know you're there right now. As a matter of fact, let me bring you into the broadcast and say good morning to you, sir. We love you. you. And God bless your heart, man. Thanks for being with us. Let me just read. This is from a friend of ours uh, who is from Australia, Daniel Seckham. Several years ago, he joined us about three and a half years ago on this Omega Radio Network. And uh, we wound up flying him into the United States for the first time in his life to speak at our Feast of Tabernacles, and he became a very dear friend 
to our ministry, and he went all over the United States, met congressmen and senators, and spoke at different venues throughout the United States. The Lord just launched him, and he and his family were about to move here and to live in this area, but there was a hesitation, there was a delay, and uh, I used to interview him every Wednesday. He'd come on the air, and he was uh, just talking with our, our people and sharing. He was dynamic and still is, but I asked him early uh, this morning, what is going on in Australia from his perspective? People wanted to know. And here's what he said. He said, hello, my brother. It's quite challenging living down here at the moment. He said, here is what Australians are having to put up with. All alternative drugs to fight COVID, i.e. ivermectin, hydro, uh, hydroxychloroquine, etc., have been banned in effort to make vaccination the only option. He said masks have been mandated even when people are outdoors and socially distanced. You cannot leave the country, nor can you cross state lines. Australians stuck overseas cannot enter the country. You cannot even travel to another LGA or local government area without having to show your papers. He said some hotspots in major cities have curfews enforced by armed police and the Australian military. He said you are forced to scan QR codes whenever you go to the shops for the purpose of contact tracing, although it has been revealed that the police are already using the technology to catch lawbreakers. In South Australia, returning travelers quarantining at home will be forced to download an app that combines facial recognition and geolocation. The state will text them at random times, and thereafter they will have 15 minutes to take a picture of their face in the location where they are supposed to be. Should they fail, the local police department will be sent to follow up in person. He said vax uh, passports will bar unvaccinated from travel, entertainment, venues, from bars, pubs, and clubs, he said tens of thousands of emergency services workers, healthcare workers, aged care workers, disability support workers, teachers, and government workers have been told that they must take the jab or lose their job. In Victoria, the unvaccinated will be barred from certain aspects of healthcare. The NSW Deputy Premier John Barilio came out and said that businesses will face significant fines if shops serve unvaccinated or employ people that aren't double jabbed. He said churches have been told that when the population reaches 70% double jabbed, that they should hold worship services for the, vaccination, for the vaccinated only. He said Australians have been encouraged to snitch on their neighbors for violating lockdown rules. He said you can now face fines or be arrested for spreading what the government deems as misinformation. And he said, thanks to new emergency powers, law enforcement can now access social media accounts and make changes if they saw fit. We cannot protest any of this. Protesting in public is illegal. Now, this is coming from a man that has been so level-headed, so balanced, never jumped on the bandwagon. He was not a sensationalist. He was a downright evangelistic heart sent by God, and now he's saying he is living in this kind of environment. Uh, how does this fit into what you were talking about and what, you, what God has downloaded in you, Brian, 
Uh, let's just open this up right now and begin to share because this is very real. What is going on in Australia and seems to be spreading around the world until they come to the great target right here in the United States of America, I would imagine. Your thoughts. Amen. Forgive me, we're having just a little minor technical here. So let me let me get your sound up over here, and let me get your sound up over here, and let me turn you up over here. Let's make sure we go. Okay, go ahead, sir. Okay. Do I need to repeat more? Um, I think we're okay. It was just a little low. I think we're going to be okay.
Amen. Amen. Thank you. 
look at it and say, well, it's, it's really just speaking about the suddenness and kind of the, the uh, atmosphere that's, that's going to be upon the earth at that time. But then, you know, I went looking in, in back into Genesis 6 where, where the flood took place, and I said, well, okay, well, what exactly was the sin that was committed at that time? And if we, if we look at Genesis 6, we find out that the, that the sons of God, right, which um, uh, Enoch called leaders and Paul called principalities, right? They made it with, with the daughters of man, and they produced basically a hybrid form of, of human beings, right? And so the hybridization of human beings got this creation. That, when I read that, that's what I see as the root sin. It caused everything to become evil, and yet all the thoughts of man were evil all the time, right? And so God repented for creating man and he destroyed he, de- he destroyed mankind so that's what that's that's what i see when i'm reading the scripture i'm not saying on authority and i was saying this is you know i'm brian grave old missionary in honduras and what i say is absolutely true i'm putting it out there for you and for for all the listeners to, to consider it and take it before the lord and see if that if that makes sense so when we look at when we look at um what's happening with that's exactly what they're doing, though. They're, they're trying to hybridize God's creation, God's design. We are in his image, and if we change that design, well, then it's no longer going to be in his image. And that's the whole idea. That's absolutely amazing conversation, and a lot of questions are coming to my mind. I'm looking in the book of Revelation right now. Um, when we talk about interfacing with a computer and the brain, of man, we're literally talking about real mind control where they can inject thoughts into your mind. And I think there are already kind of some weapons out there that could actually do that. If I'm not mistaken, there's like some different signals or vibrations and they could stir a crowd up or calm a crowd down or something like like music does. Um, now, but there's a scripture that says that they, in the book of Revelation, that they're the souls of men. So if we're really talking about this kind of, you know, integration, then the captivity of the soul of men could come through these mechanisms. Is that close? Okay, so I'm getting a, a little signal here that our there's something going on with our audio. Where, what's that on Blog Talk? It's a little low on Blog Talk. Okay, let me just take a friend here that's calling in, Brian. Just too important information. Hey, uh, we have a call coming in right now. You, uh, do you have a comment to what you're hearing? Is it having to do with the audio? Correct. Cannot hear the gentleman. We can hear you. We can't hear the other gentleman. Thank you. You can't. All right. Thank you. Okay. So they're saying they can't hear you, and I don't understand that. Let's see. We're going to go back to our audio. And um, go ahead. Nothing else. Yeah, go ahead and speak into that, Brian, please. So the, 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 because of, because of um, uh, 
that system up because the way I understand it, the mark of the beast is the Antichrist is going to be revealed and people are going to be worshiping the beast and they're they're going to be they're going to take the mark of the beast. They're going to want the mark of the beast. So and I guess that could go too. Yeah, right. You know, it's really it really could. It really could go with that, Jeff. I mean, the way that it's kind of now, now you have this. Uh, the, the, I call it the Biden administration is wanting to monitor transactions over six hundred dollars and employ the IRS to start looking into people's bank accounts, how they're spending their money, where what's in their account, et cetera, et cetera. There's there's like an avalanche of antichrist type laws, biblically speaking that are coming right before our eyes. And I think people are just, they can't believe it. You know, they've heard it their whole lives and they just can't imagine that this is actually happening right now. And yet it truly is. And uh, I'm going to keep working. Uh, okay. So they're hearing both of us on Facebook loud and clear, which is really good. I'm so thankful for that. Uh, Blog talk radio listeners. I'm so sorry if you're not hearing Brian, you got to shift over to either YouTube under Vincent Xavier uh, or go to omegaradio.org and listen or watch live. You'll be able to watch live is where you're going to hear it and uh, Facebook. So little little messing around in blog talk again, but that's okay. Uh, Brother Brian, go ahead. Keep on going. And this is fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. package 
Amen. So these, these alternative epistemologies, though, are, are lined up more with basically any other epistemology, any other cosmology that you can find on Earth today. If you trace its roots back, it's like you can trace the roots of the Word of God all the way back to Genesis at the very beginning. These other alternative cosmologies, you can trace them back to the Watchers in Eden. Yeah. And so I'm not... I'm not somebody that jumps on the, the apocrypha bandwagon and all these other different, the Gospel of Thomas and Judas and all this other nonsense. But I think Enoch is is uh, it's a valid uh, historical book. It's a very decent, you know, it's usually embraced by some biblical scholars as having some historicity to it, but um, not the, the inspired word of God. And then the other thing is, is that Enoch is mentioned, I believe, 12 times in the Bible. Yep.
Amen. You know, uh, yeah, what? <laughs> no, this, this <laughs> we're not used to that, but we're, we are getting used to what they're putting out there, Brian. I just want to encourage you right now. There's a number of comments coming on in the chat room. People are loving the way that you're uh, bringing this forth. It is uh, very precise. I feel as though I'm listening to someone I uh, once interviewed all the time. I don't know if you and Daniel Seckham are brothers or not, but you're bringing up some incredible information uh, your brother's in Christ for sure, but uh, I love the conversation about Gramsci and socialism and all these different things that are really coming on the world stage. And do you know that probably the majority of people, even if they've heard this before, uh, it, it sounds brand new and fresh. And so uh, everything you're sharing right now, uh, Autumn actually has a question for you. She said, Brian, do you think transhumanism can take your God gene or ability to communicate with God. I used to think a person wouldn't be saved if they took the mark because of disobedience. Now I wonder if it's because it literally takes away God's method of communication or ability to save you. Your thoughts? I certainly wouldn't, I, I certainly wouldn't discount it. And where I'm at personally right now, it's, it's mostly um, a lot of, I don't know, it's, you know, it won't be, what I see is more and more correlation. Correlation in the natural, just logically listening and just Yeah. 
And you know, Brian, what's interesting is that people should not discount that the devil is trying to remove that. We have seen on, you know, in throughout the years where in Satanism, they take Christians into their churches and they all gather around them. How we as Christians used to lay hands on for people to receive the Holy Spirit. Well, in Satanism, they're taking these Christians to emancipate the spirit that's in them, to cast out the spirit of God. And these Christians are saying, yeah, do it, get it out, because I'm convicted about everything I'm doing. So it's a very real desire of the enemy to abort that salvation, that seed, that, that, that eternal life that is in people's lives. And this is blasphemy, the open rejection, but it's not hidden. It's right out in the open everywhere right now, right? Yeah. So again, what I, I was thinking about this this morning, and you know, we, I, I do not believe in a pre-tribulational rapture that's going to get us out of here in the nick of time before all this stuff comes. So I was thinking about the movie, of, an old movie, The Body Snatchers. Me and Pastor Jeff uh, talk about The Body Snatchers a lot where I could see uh, Donald Sutherland when he actually fights through the whole movie to resist, and then he becomes one of them. What are some of the steps that Christians need to be taking right now with this bombardment, this avalanche of technology, artificial intelligence, transhumanism, all these things you're talking about that are hitting the world stage and in such an accelerated way, what does the Christian do to protect themselves? Now, we know there are passages in the Bible where we should put on the full armor of God, right? But let's just go a little deeper into that. What do you do? I mean, do we go to Honduras and live like you guys? I'm very jealous because you've studied like crazy and I love the fact that you guys just get this time to study being in, in remote places in the world. What is the Christian supposed to do with all this stuff coming? Right. Ah, ha, ha, confirmation. Hmm. Right. Back to focus 
percent of my focus on one thing at one time. And if I'm putting one hundred percent of my focus on what the devil's doing, then I'm not I don't have my eyes on Christ, right? Excellent. Okay, our, you know, our wives are famous for coming right into the program saying, hello, what are you doing? It's okay. This is so raw and organic. I love it. Hi, Kathy. We don't see you, but we know you're there. Amen. Amen.
Amen. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they do pig in heaven. I don't know. I just don't know. Um, half cat, half rat. I don't know. Beaver ribs. So, uh, you know, this is absolutely fascinating because I step back and I think about how the world right now is really pressing. I was thinking about this this morning uh, when I was listening to what Daniel was saying is going on in Australia, and I recognized, and, and again, this is from a, you know, I, I know we're ascending, and I know we're seated at the right hand of God in heaven, and we're spirit, and we're born again, and we're new creatures, and I, I'm totally aware of that. And I hate to condescend to this earthly condition, but we are here, even though we're not of it. But I was thinking that the reason why Australia is in the condition that it's in is because it's a disarmed population. I mean, there's very little resistance to what is happening to them. And one of their big challenges in the United States is that there are millions of men and women that have the right to carry and bear arms. And so is that what is withholding? And then I'm thinking with the encroachment of what's coming, is this the time to call for God's people uh, to gather together in cities throughout this nation? Forget about denominational church structures, but for the saints of God to gather together in cities and begin to do business together amongst themselves so that they're not subjugated to all these things that are coming down the pike and then have the ability to resist. Is that, does that even come into, and I know there's some people that say, no, we don't even ever go there, but does that play a role at all as an American citizen, especially you being an ex-Marine? Your, just, your thoughts about that? Yeah, that's, that's interesting that you bring that up, and it's, uh, you know, here we are in Rosh Hashanah, and I, this morning, I was examining my own heart and looking at my, my, my fleshly old man. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, and the fact that saying like, hey, we got to get together, it's time to move, and, and even listening to some of the alternative news guys who were always saying like, well, we need to do something political, we need to do something political, I was listening to this guy, Mike, sure, sure, he's a former CIA agent, basically, that was in charge of um, hunting bin Laden, you know, during the, during the 80s and the, and the 90s, and, uh, and he was continually saying like, you know, he's Christian, and he's like continually saying like, well, we need to be doing this, we need to, you know, exert our political will, and then get American people need to rise up, and lately he's been saying, like, I, I don't see any way other than violent revolution, you know, but now, that's that's not how I read what Jesus said, you know, when Jesus was before Pilate, he said, you know, it, it, my kingdom was not of this world, if it was, that my followers would rise up and fight, right, and he told Peter, I was looking at the, uh, little Peter, you know, he was the one that brought the, the sword into the Garden of Gethsemane after Jesus told to bring it, and you know, and here come, here come the guards, and here's trusty Peter, and he goes to try to lop off the head of Malchus and cut his ear off, and then Jesus, you know, heals Malchus, you know, his enemy, and, and, and uh, says, whoever lives, by, whoever lives by the sword dies by the sword. You know, and I think that that was a, that was a, had prophetic implications for the days that we're in. There may have been a time when, when we were to fight, but I don't think, if these are the last days, right, I think that, that uh, for us to rise up and fight and actually kill other human beings right now, it's, we're going to find ourselves fighting against the will of God, fighting against God. So I, I don't think, I don't think, I think, I think my 
rise up and fight something that I need to repent of, you know, and ask God to 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 kill that part of my flesh rather than than to actually do that. Now, as far as economically coming together, I think the Bible does support us. You know, coming. I, that's why I said the last time. I, I think we're in a time now where the emphasis is you know, the Bible is going to be preached to all the nations. It, it will be, and and but it. Said that's the last verse of what I consider to be kind of like the bullet pointed outline of the Olivet Discourse. You know, in between all that is all the things that we need to do to endure. Endure comes before you endures to the end will be saved. Then it says at the very end, and the, and, and the gospel will go increase to all the nations. And so I think we're at a time now where the churches need to come together in order to be effective. You know, and I think maybe that looks like forming our own economy to a certain degree. And there's people that are actually doing it right now. There's a guy named Andrew Torba. I think that's his name. But uh, he started Gab, you know, as a mm-hmm. social media. And he seems to be having a Gab account that I don't really do anything with, but it's, um, it's uh, it seems to be coming along. And then there's another guy called uh, Nick Wojciechowski. He's, uh, he's a water police. He's a form with no arms, no legs. Amazing, amazing. Guy. Yeah. And he's his wife, I think, are trying to start a bank, Christian bank. It's an alternative to PayPal and all these other things that you know that where Christians are being recently marginalized. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some, there's something to that. But as far as what but now the ownership of weapons, I think that might be a barrier. But I don't think. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Got to leave a little room there just in case, you know. You never know. It's more of an unrighteous anger that rises up in me. It's more of a flesh, the old man that rises up in me, and I'm just angry. I look at some of the things that I hear Joe Biden say and stuff like that. I'm just angry, you know, and it's like I want to hurt him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is. There's def- <clears throat> there's definitely a challenge in this conversation, and I don't know how much time I want to spend in it, but uh, Autumn asked another question of you. She wants to know, Brian, do you feel safer in Honduras during these times, and how is the freedom down there? It's amazing because, because Honduras, when we came down here, it was the second most dangerous nation in the Western world, right? And, and, and it, it is, I mean, there's things like a Like Chicago. You know, it's so important to be led 
by the Holy Spirit. We say it all the time. You know, we say it all the time. But people need to be led by the Spirit of God in every area of their life because these are the mature sons of God, and they're the ones that are probably going to be cooperating with the Father in these end times, uh, doing the works that Jesus called us to do and navigating through the storm that is coming. And being self-willed is really uh, putting oneself in danger, going out by good ideas or reasoning or, you know, uh, just scientific knowledge. You know, this makes sense. All of that could be wrong, but being led by the Holy Spirit is always right. Speak into that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of people would, uh, if I just may interject for a moment, um, a, a number of people think, well, it's easy to talk this way when you're living in the freedoms of the United States of America. You know, you go to one of these places where there's a harsh reality, where there's persecution against Christians. Maybe Afghanistan is a good example today. Um, you know, it's not so easy. You're trying to get your, your meal for the day. You're trying to get, you know, food to your children. Uh, poverty is set in, uh, an, an evil power has taken over, um, and yet you're trying to worship and praise the Lord. It's a little bit more difficult there. And for most Americans, I kind of feel like maybe what some of the, uh, the Jewish population in Germany may have felt like many, many years ago during World War II, where they started hearing things or seeing things, and they kind of kicked it around and said, nah, that's, you know, that's not going to happen, until finally the trap was sprung upon them and they got caught in the snare. And I, I think we're seeing too much and hearing too much to ignore this reality and to understand that persecution and tribulation really are uh, blowing in our direction. 
And uh, we need to really, in our at ease in Zion mentality here in the United States, um, start doing something to prepare because it's almost impossible to wake people up to this reality. The majority of people, Brian, think we're out of here the moment bad times come in a preacher rapture. But if that's not the case, they're really unprepared. And shouldn't that be disturbing to the leaders in the body of Christ, the ministers of God, on behalf of the people that belong to the Lord, that they're ministering to? question um yesterday uh, i know you were you had commented on the broadcast yesterday from out of jeremiah chapter 51 we were talking about i have a friend named john price who wrote a book called the end of america 
uh, met him down in Florida several years ago, and he and his family, they went down to Costa Rica. Uh, we have friends that have moved down to Panama, and we've had a lot of people that have gone out because they heard in those prophecies, flee out of the midst of Babylon. And it sure does appear to me, not just trying to take a side in the argument, but that everything America is standing for today is really Babylonian in nature and description. Um, so what is, from, from your, your standpoint, your thinking, uh, saints of God living in the United States, witnessing what is coming, is there a call to come out of the actual nation and to go maybe to another place of origin or a place that would be safer? Or is it more, I've heard people say, well, the, the expats that are going to these different places are going to get caught in the snare when it comes globally. What, what is your thought about that? Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hey, Kathy. True. <laughs> yeah, right? That is amazing. That is amazing. And you're right. It's all about being led by the Holy Spirit. I would love for you guys to come up for our Feast of Tabernacles and get up here and spend a week with us and share your hearts and just, just release what God has been putting into you as you've been separated unto him all these years. I know I, I could just hear, again, that powerful anointing, that revelation uh, and maybe equipping the saints back here. So there may be time for that as well. I don't know uh, the timing on anything. You know, there's certainly things prophetically that appear to be happening right now. Um, but I think you're right. It, it's not just, hey, the Bible said that, so pick up and run somewhere. You cannot be led that way, can you? Okay, so let me ask you this question, and I, I know somebody's thinking it. It's not just me. Um, <clears throat> what can we do? Uh, the Feast of Tabernacles begins Monday night, and we're days away. This is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday night, four days away. Uh, if, if people are just sitting there going, well, what do we have to do to get Brian and Kathy to come to Northwest Arkansas to, you know, partake in fellowship and break bread with the saints of God they're going to be pouring in? What do we need to do at number one? Is it possible? Is it something you two would consider? And number two, what would it take? Consider. Um, yeah, we would consider for sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so you'd have to hire a few donkeys, mules. How does it work over there? <laughs> Pray about it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So do us a favor. You guys pray about it. Spend a day or whatever. Prayer. Maybe when you get off within the next 30 minutes, God will tell you what to do. But uh, truly being led by the Holy Spirit is the key to everything. And uh, if, if God reveals something to you, let us know. We have a large listening audience out there, I'm sure, uh, would participate in helping uh, in some way. And um, I do believe that God wants to bless both of you, make sure your needs are met. Uh, you've become very dear friends in a very short time to a lot of people on this broadcast. So we appreciate and value that God has done this. And I'm trying to remember, how did we even meet again? Uh, but we have. And you did. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's very intelligent conversation, quite frankly, and to ignore it in the present climate that we're in is, is actually foolish for people to ignore. So, <clears throat> all right, Brian, Kathy, any final words before we get rolling today? Uh-oh. Did we lose you? Everything stopped? Okay. You're frozen. You're frozen. I don't know if you can hear me or not, uh, but I have no sound and you are frozen. So we will be doing uh, some more interviewing, no doubt about it, uh, Brian and Kathy. I apologize for what's happening, but you're just kind of stuck on the screen. So I'm going to remove that for the moment, unless I see you two actually uh, moving around again. Um, what a brilliant interview. If you didn't hear it from the beginning, we did have, again, some technical difficulties with our sound, with uh, Blog Talk Radio, I guess, and some other uh, issues. But uh, nonetheless, it was a brilliant interview with Brian Gray and his wife, Kathy, joined us at the end of the broadcast, um, talking about some incredible things that are going on. And um, I believe that we're still broadcasting live here. I think so. I want to say good morning to a number of people that I uh, have seen here this morning. Let me say good morning to Charlotte Gotch. And by the way, uh, Charlotte, thank you again for, your, for being such a blessing to the ministry. May the Lord bless you richly, and good morning to you. And then I see Autumn has been with us most of the day. She seems to know a lot about what Brian was talking about. Thanks for your input, Autumn. God bless you. Shirley Woolsey, all the way from Texas, I know you're going to be heading this way. I believe you and Mike are going to show up for the Great Feast of Tabernacles. We're looking forward to seeing you. Uh, dear friend we haven't seen for a while, Sarah Anchorman. Uh, so the video was tweaking out earlier, but Sarah, thanks for that heads up. Good to hear from you and see you again. Uh, Carol Page Carey, I hear both of you on Facebook loud and clear. Thank you for that, Carol. Uh, Brenda Torville was with us today. Good morning to you, Brenda. God bless you from Patricia and I. Hopefully we'll see you during the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, Terry Shannon, Terry, good morning. Vincent Xavier and Company of Believers loving this preaching. Uh, Terry, you left a comment yesterday that really touched my heart. Thank you for that. It was just brilliant. And uh, deeply appreciated. God bless you. I trust you're doing well. And I'm sure we're going to see you, hopefully, during the Feast of Tabernacles. Come out. We're going to have a meal every day, uh, a specially prepared lunch every day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll be gathering together Monday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then uh, Monday morning we'll be out. 
looking forward to that quality time. Uh, Autumn, uh, we had seen her. Ken Young, I like Brian's delivery. Good morning, Ken. Uh, trust you're resting up and getting stronger and stronger every day. Uh, Jody Keene was with us. Uh, she says it's not rocket science, of course. There's no uh, part uh, pork in heaven to be eaten. She's right about that. I don't think we're going to do it. Jody, right on. Uh, no doubt about it. However, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Brenda Torville, I was just going to say, I don't eat pig. Eh, don't blame you. Praise God. They say it's half rat, half cat. <clears throat> we'll leave that alone. That could be another argument. Andrea Meyer McVeigh. Hi, Sarah. So, Andrea, welcome to the broadcast today, and they look like friends. Hector Schmidt was with us today. He, must, he said, we must come together learning how to go through. I couldn't agree more, Hector. Great comment on the broadcast today. Uh, and then again, we had uh, Terry Shannon, and then Gayla Lawrence came in. Exactly. Not everyone can pick up and leave the country or even their state. We must flee Babylon in our hearts so that the Holy Spirit can lead us into the Goshen, the Lord has prepared for us. Well said. What a great comment. Uh, Ken Young, they could Zoom call and be a part of the Feast of Tabernacles. Hey, Brian, Kathy, that is an alternative. Could actually have you guys come in with a Feast of Tabernacle message one night during the feast. We would be willing to do that. So it's a great idea, Ken. God bless you. Uh, <clears throat> amazing word, as always, from Hector. All right, listen, I've got to get going. We're preparing the ark for the Great Feast of Tabernacles. Those of you that are coming into the northwest region of Arkansas, we believe you're going to be highly impressed with the Father's heart that he wanted to prepare for you so that when you come into this environment, you will be refreshed, you will be blessed. Uh, New Wine Ministry is uh, getting together. We have been preparing the men and the women are working, laboring every day to make this a prepared place for God's people to celebrate the feast in a way that will bring great joy to their hearts. Uh, we are laboring. We are working. You are cordially invited. It is going to begin Monday night at the Ark. And in order to find out where that is, you can contact me or go to our website at nwmglobal.org. We will be awaiting each one and welcoming you. It begins Monday night at sunset is when we're going to begin the Feast of Tabernacles. And then Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning, we will all be meeting around 9 o'clock in the morning. Up on the Ark, we'll be having uh, some bagels and coffee or whatever. And then, of course, we'll be in praise and worship. And there'll be a guest speaker. And we've got some wonderful surprises after the morning message around one o'clock every afternoon. There's going to be a special meal provided where people can break bread and enjoy whatever they love to do. If you like to play chess while talking to somebody, it'll be available, whatever, throw football around, whatever you want to do. Okay. And then every evening, so the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we will be meeting at our gathering place in Bella Vista. But Monday night to begin this great feast of tabernacles will be on the ark in Northwest Arkansas. So we're preparing that place for you, and then we'll be there in the mornings. But every evening following Monday evening, we'll be in Bella Vista, and it's going to be a great experience. We've got some wonderful things. We're expecting our friends coming from different places. Uh, we're so excited about our guest speakers. Uh, Pastor Kevin, Nancy Honeycutt will be with us and family, and Pastor Melissa Chad Fletcher, all the way from South Dakota, will be with us. 
Obviously, Pastor David and Victoria from South Dakota will be ministering with us as well. And we have other ministers from within the region, Pastor Ken Maddox, Pastor Michael Viller, and Pastor Ken Wagner. Uh, special guest speakers are going to be bringing the word of the Lord. So, But then way beyond that is our special time to meet and greet one another in the body of Christ, to break bread, to have fellowship. And, you know, I would encourage everybody that follows this ministry or if you've been tuning in, you know, whatever you think you're hearing out there, what you need to do is experience what this ministry is all about by meeting the people. You know, you, we come on the airwaves and we talk every morning and people get into agreement, disagreement, blah, blah. Listen, the fruit of the Spirit, the character of Christ, the gathering together of the elect of God in these last days all over the world in different places, um, I can pretty much guarantee that when you step into this environment, you're going to um, experience something fresh because people are growing in their walk with the Lord. They're growing and growing and growing. We're all undergoing an inward metamorphosis of our hearts, a transformation by the renewing of our minds. We've been working this out for the past year since we met last time, and things are just getting better and better and better. Uh, our dear sister Sally brought forth the word of the Lord about Zacchaeus last night and exploded into some really awesome stuff. I want to say a happy anniversary to our dear friends Randolph and Carla. Uh, Kelly, God bless them in their 12th year of anniversary. I don't think they think they were going to make it for 12 days, and they made it 12 years, and they're falling more in love like good wine. The older it gets, the better it gets. So many people have said, and I think it's true. So wherever you are, listen, you are cordially invited. All are welcome that tune into this broadcast, that love this ministry, that want to break bread with the saints of God. We will be having several communion services throughout the Feast of Tabernacles where we're going to break bread, drink the cup. We're going to enjoy that fellowship because it's all unto Yeshua, our Messiah, Jesus the Christ, that all these things are being done. I absolutely loved what Brian brought forth today. Wonderful information, deep insight. Tomorrow will be our last day that we will be broadcasting because we're going to be at the feast. Now, every night next week, for those of you who cannot come, Lord willing, every evening, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, next week, you could see what we're doing on Facebook or YouTube or through the Internet uh, online. We'll be filming every evening. The morning services, I do not believe we're going to be able to do a live stream with. We may or may not be able to. We'll do our best on Facebook to do a live filming or YouTube. They do live as well. Maybe a couple of cell phones. Who knows? Uh, to let you know what the guest speakers are saying. And um, we're just getting together, a small group of people. Who knows how many people are going to come? It's always different. And we're expecting something wonderful because we're just honoring our Father. And he says, those who honor me, I will honor. And we are expecting strategic download of kingdom equipping for the days that lie ahead. Uh, we have somewhat of a rhema in our hearts right now about some things that need to get cleaned up and put together by, you know, the, the spring of 2022. There's a lot going on in the world today. Fast forward, acceleration of a lot of stuff that people thought was just way impossible, and yet it's happening right now before our eyes. So I love that God is bringing us to a divine distraction to come out of the world, to come up to the feast, to celebrate the Lord's feast. 
of tabernacles. The revelation about the feast is going to explode. People are going to know the reason why we do what we do, that it's not legalistic, obligatory, uh, Old Testament ideas. It has to do with God himself and what the true meaning of the Feast of Tabernacles is really all about. And that's what I'm going to be ministering Monday evening under the tent on the ark with our lights shining. It's going to be brilliant. We're going to have an amazing time. And we're going to just going to kind of spearhead this whole meeting. And then we're going to release for the rest of the week and bring others into the uh, fabric of what God is doing. And we're excited about it. So having said that, you are all just getting your car, drive. It can't take you more than 24 hours to get here. My goodness, just get in the car, get your tent bag, get a hotel room somewhere in Northwest Arkansas, get the directions where we're going to be meeting and come. And uh, maybe you've been walking it alone for some long period of time and you haven't really been in fellowship with too many people because of the awkwardness of the new environment that has been promoted. Well, what a great time to break the silence and gather together and walk shoulder to shoulder and integrate with the saints who carry and possess the Holy Spirit from across the country. And don't say, well, last year this or the year before that, or I did this or that happened. No, no, no. This is the Father's Feast. There was a Feast of Tabernacles in John chapter 7. You should all read it. They were doing anything but just kind of having a celebration. Half the people that were there were wondering if Jesus was really the Christ or was he a great deceiver. Yeah, they came to kill him, put him in prison. Wow, what a strange environment that feast was. We don't need that kind of environment. We have a better environment, amen, because of what Christ has done. But read John chapter 7. Get yourself kind of acclimated to people gathering together because the Lord calls it together. And come with your heart. Come with your heart open to receive, open to share, open to give what God has been showing you. Break bread. Enjoy fellowship. And we'll look forward to seeing you. All right, so I'll see you tomorrow, and we're going to knock it. We're going we're to close out the week with some stuff that I think is going to be very important for your life as a Christian in the year 2021, according to the Gregorian calendar. And having said that, I'm going to turn it over to Patricia Joy Xavier and her roundtable discussion over at OmegaRadio.org. You'll be able to listen live to her roundtable discussion with a group of some of the most brilliant minds this side of the Mississippi and the in between Oklahoma and right well you know what I mean enjoy the broadcast I'm Vincent Xavier pastor of New Wine Ministries we'll see you tomorrow God bless have a wonderful day